Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Manchester City and Real Madrid are set for a rematch in the Champions League semi-finals. What now for a hapless Chelsea and Frank Lampard after they failed comeback at home? Man United crash out of Europe while West Ham push on in the Conference League. And what to make of Liverpool's thrashing of Leeds United at Ellen Road? That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Yes, Mr. Buster, but before we get into some action and there were some real stories this week, we want to remind everybody the Premier League is heading to the US this summer for the first ever pre-season tournament. Aston Villa, Brentford, Brighton, Chelsea, Fulham and Newcastle will play in Atlanta, in New York, in Orlando, in Philadelphia, in close to Washington, D.C., So for more information, head over to www.premierleague.com forward slash summer series and you'll get all the information there about the teams, about tickets, about venues and uh, might even get a a note on some of the people like Mr. Muster and myself who hopefully will be there presenting the game. So uh, something to look forward to this summer. If you're a Premier League fan, make sure you get to one of those uh, stadiums and uh, get to the game's real feast uh, of football happening in the summer. Uh, a feast of football was happening this midweek, my friend. Um, let's start at, I think, the big high-profile game of, of uh, the midweek. Uh, Manchester City were going to buy Munich 3-0 up from the first leg. Um, I think everybody felt as much as City looking control, maybe an early goal for Bayern in front of that crowd could possibly sway things a little bit. Wasn't how it went, Rob. In the end, a 4-1 aggregate seems pretty comfortable. Over the two legs, you'd probably end up saying it was reasonably comfortable. All the, all the good work was done in the first leg. What, what was your takeaway from City, the second leg, and, and where they are, where they stand, where, how they look now in the competition, Rob? Well, uh, yeah, I think we'll get on to that, um, mm. about how they stand and how they look in the competition, I think very favourably. Um, but it was good, another good game, wasn't it? I mean, whatever yeah, game it plays, you know, whatever you get these two going up with the managers and the players and stuff, brilliant game of football, super interesting. Uh, Bayern Munich, as you'd expect, Rob, hot out of the traps, very yeah. quick, got the yeah. crowd involved early, um, put Man City under a lot of pressure, uh, a lot of bodies forward, a couple of saves had to be made early on. Um, I thought City struggled with the pace um, of those wide players, Coman and um, Leroy Sane at times yeah. looked like, particularly when City got that high line going and they got in a couple of times in behind. Um, Leroy Sane had a big chance, Rob, didn't he? I think yeah. around about a quarter of an hour, 16 17 minutes. 17 minutes. 17 minutes in. Yeah. That, yeah. That's one of those moments, defining mm-hmm. moments of the game stuff. Couldn't yeah. score it there. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, and we can go into the details, Rob, but, you know, I'm going to go straight to the, the headline for me is that, that City are different. You know, I've, yeah. I've, I've hinted this quite a few times now in the Champions League podcast. They're a better balanced team, Rob. They're a better balanced team. This was a, this was a really good example. If you want to see why I feel City are now more positioned than ever before to win this competition, mm-hmm. this second leg away at Bayern shows you with the toughness that they had to show you, the, the, the team spirit, the fact they get behind the ball, the, the fact that... There's five, pretty much five centre-backs playing, if you include yeah. Rodri. Talked about yeah. this before. You know, this it's, it's a very set system. He's got a very set team. I can't imagine, famous last words, that Pep would, wanna, would want to tweak too much about this. He really yeah. has to find a little formula with John Stones moving into midfield, which has been less in this game because yeah. um, Bayern Munich had good possession of the ball. But just that a kanji, you know, just an addition of a kanji, of Ake yeah. starting the game. They bring, yeah. can bring in Laporte late on. With Stones, with Diaz, with Rodri, um, and particularly Rodri, Rob. I mean, 
how how good he is and and what an amazing job he does for the team. But yeah, I think they're tougher. I think they're mm. tougher, more physical, better balanced for this competition. Um, so that's why I'm particularly positive and very high on what they might do this year in this competition. Yeah, hard not to agree uh, with that, mate. It, it was really, it was really interesting actually. As as, as I, you know, you sit down, watch a game, you, you get a note, you get a cup of tea, you're ready to go. And I think it was really probably not anything that, that Bayern Munich had in their own control. But you know, for the first three minutes, the referee checked, had some technical issues, and the crowd were building, mate. And it was like the crowd Bayern was singing those brilliant scenes mm-hmm. behind the goals. And I'm thinking, if, if Thomas Tuchel could have composed this, this exactly as it was. You know, it, it was. I thought the first 10 or 15 minutes, Rob, were a bit different. I thought they were aggressive. Mm. I thought there was a physicality. I thought, you know, there was a bit of a mess between the two. I mean, Gunduan and Kimish had, had a little, you know, go at each other at one point. I thought there was a bit of an edge to it, which was which made the game even better. Um, you're right. I think from the, from the high position, we know City will always defend. Coming on one side and Leroy Sané's pace, come uh, mm. kind of pretty much took RK on the outside two or three times, and it was obvious that his pace was going to get him to the byline. So all of a sudden, a bit of a worry for for City. But um, the big chance, as you say, maybe seventeen minutes on the clock, Leroy Sané um, putting it wide. When if he puts that one in, we could be talking of a different thing. You'd like to think City would have kept the composure and the discipline. But it was really interesting, Rob. So after the game, Bernardo Silva. Uh, went to one of the desks at, at, at the end of the game and he talked about, and it was a brilliant insight from, you know, a magical player. He, he, sometimes, Rob, he has the ball and it almost looks like he's tied to his feet. He's all dribbles and he's step-overs and, and mm. his, his creativity. But, but what was 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 more um, rewarding to hear from, from Bernardo Silva it wasn't just about in possession. It was interesting, he said, he came out with a couple of things and, and I remember just writing them down and saying... Yeah, I, I did the same thing. He said, I wrote them too. We, we, uh, we've <laughs> learned that you, in big European competitions, you can't dominate all 90 minutes. And I thought, it, it, it stuck a chord with me, Rob, because it, for two reasons. One of the reasons is he's 100% right, and he was talking about when you're playing a Bayern Munich, you know, and Bayern of the past have probably been a bit stronger than the team of now. Your Real Madrid, your Liverpools, your teams at the very highest end. They're going to have a spell when they're going to have, have some possession. And you've got to, I think the word in, in current football is you've got to be able to suffer, you've got to be able to stay with that. Hmm. The other thing that, that came out of, of, of that sort of uh, conversation, Rob, where he said, you know, I play in midfield and he said, sometimes I look behind me and I see a Kanji, I see a Aki, I see Laporte, I see Diaz, I see Stones. He says, yeah, we, we, we can deal with that now. And then watching the game, it wasn't that just that back five. And you talk about Roger, and I, I, I made a note on him because he's he's special in in this sense mm. how they are. Mm. But there were times, Rob, when all nine outfield players, and I'm going to exclude um, Erling Haaland at times because yeah. he's the one who stays. All yeah. nine players, Jack Grealish and Bernardo Silva in particular, were back. Were, were condensed. Were making it difficult for Bayern to play. It's almost like there's a realization, Rob, that. Yeah, the other team can have the ball. And I used to think, and it was interesting how Bernardo Silva said it, and, and this is my interpretation of what he said. It might be completely wrong, but it was almost as though City used to get a bit embarrassed if other people had the ball. Like, mm. we're the possession team. What are you doing with the ball? And they'd mm. almost like want it back and, and, and almost, you know, do kamikaze things to get it back. Feels to me like they're saying they're more respectful of the opposition. Listen, they can have some time and we can be... be keep a clean sheet or keep it tight and we can still go and win the game. And that's where I feel the changes, Rob. That's where I feel it seems to me, Bernardo Silva in the interview said the same things, like there's a change in mentality of the group now. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And it's something I wrote down, wrote down all the quotes as well, Rob. And, it, it, and it's, you know, like I think it's a week ago, I think I made a, a comment of Real Madrid that at times they're okay with you having the ball. They're okay with it. Mm-hmm. They do exactly what he's saying. Yeah. They don't, Real Madrid don't feel they've got to dominate the possession of the football every single minute of every single game. They accept that other good teams in this competition are going to have the yeah. ball, and they totally sit back. They totally sit back, which brings in their ability to counterattack. Yeah. And guess what? Man City, they're pretty good at counterattack now as well with Erlen Haaland up yeah. front that's very great at running in behind with his pace to, to do the damage, of course. So mm-hmm. it absolutely makes sense. 
it, it, it's got to come from the manager a little bit, Rob. And I wonder if it's just one of those little things that he's yeah. just relaxed a little bit off. I mean, his Bayern Munich, his um, Barcelona team did have the ball. It did have the ball all the yeah. time. Yeah. So I understand where that comes mm. from, where he wants to have total control of the game with the football. But maybe after a few seasons where they haven't won it yeah. and, and thinking hard about it, you know, you know so, so we're putting together, Rob, two or three different pieces with this Man City side. Of course, they, the big man up front that done the business again is yeah. a difference. Um, the, the system is different. The extra centre-back is different. Mm. And now with a bit of mentality of, uh, by me, they're pretty good. And by the way, it's happened in the first game as well. Yeah. Okay, you have your bit, possession, and then we're we're okay to sit back and then we'll have ours. So that's another little change that might, with a combination of those, I mean, I just think they are favourites, Rob. I, mm. I think they're favourites to go all the way. Um, fascinating semi-final against Real Madrid, of course, a, a big uh, matchup we, we saw last year. Yeah. Um, just a couple of things to, to take this in a, a different direction, just real quick, Rob. And I And I... And I I'm I'm a bit of a loss for words, and I and I don't want us to, to change this podcast all about handball again. But but what did what did you what? <laughs> what did, please please I mean please bring please bring well, some I think we, we've been we we have sort of touched on this road, and and again I don't want to go to this negative one part of, of the game. I mean, uh, Upamecano's coming out. He puts his hands mm-hmm. behind his, his back initially, which ain't a great position for a defender, but he's it's obviously aware, aware yeah. of it's not natural. Then he almost takes a more natural position as he's trying to block and that arm comes away and he flicks off his arm. Flicks off his arm. The referee, like no one else is particularly appealing. The referee, who I thought enjoyed the camera on him, I'll ever put it that way, looked like he didn't want to be part of, 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 mm. the, uh, of the event, which I don't never like him, referees. Um, basically, Robert, what we know is if, if in any... Way the ball touches the hand or arm in a European game, it's going to be a penalty kick. That's what we know. Uh, unless the arms are rock solid by your side, but you basically have to put them right by yeah. your side and almost glue them down. Because yeah. if you if they even come away yeah. a couple of inches, you're not going to get it. So, which is so unfair. Which it's, is it's so unfair, unfair and so unnatural, and it, it, it changes the game. And what the problem is, the law's got to change. Up, to, to, yeah. you know, we, we keep blaming the referee and VAR and someone said the referee's interpretation is probably right based on on the law as, as it's written. We've got to change the law, Rob. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's enough, mate. I don't want to go into any further. It's just, no. it's just like, um, yeah, the, the law, it's got to change because that's not fair, Rob. Goals yeah. are so difficult to get in mm. football, so difficult. They're so precious. They're so valuable. Yeah. And yet you can give a goal pretty much um, with something as, you know, innocuous as, as what the, the both of them, to be fair. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just, you know, I, I just think it's such a serious thing. I just wanted to bring it up real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it had a, a massive impact no. on the game. Yeah. I think I think we, over the two legs, appreciate what Man City have done, how yeah. they've changed a little bit. And Bayern Munich, you know, Robert Lewandowski was a, a incredible yeah. striker Distance for them. Yeah. And they, they haven't decided to go big on a replacement. Mm-hmm. Shubhamuting that we we talk about, we saw yeah. it with Stoke City in the yeah. Premier League that was okay. Yeah, he's um, scored a few goals, but he's, yeah. he's not doesn't seem at that level. Let, let me can I chuck one at you just before we yeah. move to maybe in terms of where we see City and in, in the competition. I suppose it's a it's part question, part observation, really. Mm. In that the city we've talked about, and and it ties into our you know being a little bit more determined with the defending, understanding that the opposition going to have the ball. When I looked at City yesterday, Rob, there's a there's a slightly more muscular appearance about City than there was in the past. And by that, I don't mean like, I'm not talking muscular, you know, going and putting massive tackles on. But there's a size and a physicality to United, to, to City now, that mm. wasn't always there. So Zinchenko was a lovely footballer. And if you have Foden and if you have Bernardo Silva and you have Gundogan and Cancelo. maybe... Cancelo yeah, and players, they're good footballers, but yeah. there's, a, there's a little bit more, you know, you've got the big lad up front who's a freak, who's a monster. You've got Rodri, who's an absolute star, who's, yeah. who runs under the radar. He's my underappreciated Champions yeah. League player of the week. So forth. I just think he, he, he's yeah, a phenomenal. golden piece in, in, in the thing. You've got now a back four of centre-backs who, who are all strong. You know, if Walker comes on, you've got physicality. If Laporte comes on, you've got physicality. It's almost like there's, a, there's, another, there's another option for City to have with, 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 this little, with this group than we've seen him before. If the football didn't always get their way, 
they they lost out. There's there's a bit more. They're a bit more robust. Maybe even your your love yeah. were durable. It might oh, be a bit more yeah. durable, Rob, than we've seen. Well, yeah, I mean, it does go back to what we said, Rob, about the, the, the little mm. changes, and and it's a good point. And they are much more durable. They're more physical. They're better mm. defensively. Kanji is an is a is a flipping wonderful addition. What a flip, what a find he is, by the way. If it wasn't big money for Mamala Kanji, he's not a super young player. He's not. He, he yeah, has yeah. come in and looks so comfortable. And that's kind of the, the big. Uh, one of the things that Pep's changed is to say to Ankanji, well, actually, I want you at right back. And John Stones, yeah. I'll, I'll put you into centre back because the pacey wingers, probably in most European sides now, certainly in the next leg they're going to get it against uh, yeah. in the second final yeah. against the Vinicius Junior Real Madrid, yeah. is in the wider areas. And Ankanji's quicker. Yeah. You know, he's quicker and he's a better one-on-one defender. We saw it in this in this tie over yeah. two legs. So um, yeah, it's 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 another way that Pep has just turned up the physical dial. Yeah, something that we haven't seen before. And I think it, it, it helps the balance. It helps the artists and soldiers thing that I say about Rob now. There's more mm-hmm. soldiers in this team because of that. Yeah. Um, that balance has changed a little bit, um, which is helping them. And, and you make another, I mean, also, I you've got a big lad up front that, you know, the yeah. goal comes from, yeah. you know, he, 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 the long ball, Rob, wasn't it? I think it was yeah, yeah, into a into big long ball. Bruyne, Bruyne gets up. Well, no, no, yeah, he, head, he heads it down. It looks yeah, it's a great little head down. It's a great little head down, by the way, to, to yeah. keep it alive. But that's not and he makes that looping run and then he's yeah. in. Yeah, and he finishes this time after missing his penalty. Yeah. Um, crazy how he missed his penalty a little bit earlier on. So, no, I, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're saying the same things, Rob, with this team that's, that's going places and now... Um, I don't know whether you want to go on the other game first, Rob, before we get into what, how that might look. We're going, we're going to talk Chelsea Real Madrid, but yeah. they are going to play Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, but are you are you thinking that Man City now are the, are the team to beat, or do you still yes. favour Real yeah. Madrid? Or? Uh, I'm thinking Man City is, is the team to beat. But again, just sort of picking up a few quotes, watching a, a few interviews. You know, it was interesting that, that Pep said, "If you want to win the Champions League, you have to win against Madrid." Yeah, basically, like you know, they are the team, Rob. And yeah. sometimes you can take a little bit away about form. You can take a little bit about. How you've got there, you can take a little bit about about you know how defensively good they are. If Real Madrid have a day, Man City could 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 struggle over two games, Rob. That's mm. how good this this mm. this Real Madrid team is. Mm. And the guy in charge of them is a very understated, clever, smart, astute coach who will have a plan, Rob. He, he'll have a plan to do. I still think City have enough because eventually, at some point. I think you get your free haul and, you, you know, Grealish at the moment's playing with a real confidence and understanding of his role. Um be interesting, the, the arcade, Rob, was probably the only negative that we should talk about. He pulled up, didn't he, with what looks like a hamstring. Now, apparently he said he'd had a hamstring before. It was, doesn't feel as bad. We are mm. going to have to wait um, the medical reports from City. But that would be a massive blow if he's out for any length of time based on mm. how long it's taken into a settling position and now how important he is to that back four. Mm. Yeah, Laporte is, a, is an absolute natural replacement, isn't it, mm. for that for this left back, left side of the back three type of position? So he can he's totally ready to come and do that. But that would be a shame because Akers yeah. had a brilliant season. Yeah, we'll see how that. Um, they're the difficult. The hamstrings are difficult to. Yeah, sometimes it can be three, yeah. four, five, six weeks. Sometimes it's like mm. two or three days. Yeah. Um, but no, job well done by Man City. Difficult tie. You know, good atmosphere at the Allianz Arena. You know, all the yeah. big big wigs are in the in the top there. Oliver Kahn, which mm. there's reports out that he could be losing his position or something. There's, oh, could he? Yeah, I, I, not confirmed yet, but I yeah. think um, there's reports out there that he might be on his way. I was chairman of, of Bayern Munich, so I don't know. We'll see. And then, still fancy, so yeah, still fancy City over over two legs, Rob. What against Real Madrid? Yeah, um, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Let's talk about him now, Rob, because, yeah. of course, it's the next game we're going to talk about. Chelsea mm-hmm. nil, Real Madrid 2, aggregate score of 4-0. Rodrigo, uh, both goals in this one in yeah. the second half, 58 minutes, and I got 80 minutes for the two goals. Yeah. God, blimey. Um, yeah, let's talk about Real Madrid first, Rob. This, the Chelsea, there's so much to <laughs> kind of impact yeah. there. But I, yeah, yeah and, and then, of course, we can, we, can, we can talk about this and how it might affect the Man City game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the main player, they didn't have a, a brilliant game on this one, is Vinicius Jr. Yeah. He, he, is, he is a special talent on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. Rodrigo got the goals, of course, from the right-hand side. Karen Benzema is a threat himself at the middle. Yeah. Valverde, superb assist superb. where he yeah. runs through, yeah, yeah. knocks the ball back. He played really well game. Yeah, for Rodrigo. Cruz, um, yeah. Modric in mm-hmm. field, Kavinga. The brilliant central midfield player that's making a position himself. They might not like, but he's playing great Mm -hmm. at left back. Um, Alaba and 
Militao, I think, is one of the best defenders around yeah. right now in, in the world of European football. Militao mm. and Carvajal, the aggressive little right back. Yeah. Um, and, and a brilliant goalkeeper in Thibaut Courtois. Um, I thought they were a little shaken early on. Real yeah, with the, with the yeah I don't start. think they played that. I don't think... It's interesting, over the course of these two games, I've, ne- I've never felt Real Madrid had to play that well to win both games. I thought the front three from Madrid uh, wasn't as we've known it. Vinicius wasn't, didn't have a sparkling day. Benzema, the similar, just talked Benzema might have had a bit of an injury that didn't play, I think, at weekend and came in. But then they get Rodrigo Rob on the other side, who's sometimes like the, the poorer relation. He's still as quick. I mean, he's a brilliant footballer. He's a threat. That will be a threat to, to City in those wide areas with, with him and, and Vinicius. As you say, it was a day for maybe not the headline makers. Valverde, who's probably the lesser known of mm. uh, with Cruz and Modric, I thought was brilliant all day. Yeah. What a great athlete. Lovely technical footballer. Times and again, I heard Angelotti say when they had a bit of an issue with Kante in the position he, pl- he uh, played and gave him a problem, he swept Valverde over there just to deal with it for a moment, just till we got sorted and stopped Camavinga being exposed. So... I just think with, with, with this guy in charge, with this group of players, Rob, I still think they'll quietly believe they can get past the uh, yeah. um, city. Um, mm. they, again, they didn't have to play that well in two games to win 2-0 against the Chelsea team and go through 4-0 on aggregate and, and, and make it to another semi-final. I think, was it something like three? Um, what did I see the number of semi-finals? It was some crazy number, like 30-odd, I think, semi-finals mm. or something that they've made now in Champions League. Mm. which is just incredible for this football club and the way that they play. And, um, yeah, I, I thought they did what they needed to do. Um, didn't concede goals, whether a bit of luck, whether a good goalkeeping. Courtois came up with a couple yeah. of big saves. And yeah. I know he, he, he's a little unhappy that he doesn't quite get the respect in the UK that, that he should have done for, for uh, you know, and I think he kissed his, his badge once during the, the Chelsea fans didn't like. But, um, yeah, I was I was impressed with Madrid, even though I didn't think they played particularly well as as they did in the first game. Yeah, wherever you look through the team, Rob, they've got quality. Mm. You know, Courtois is a brilliant goalkeeper. He makes a massive save yeah. from Kukurea. What is it yeah. in the yeah. in, about just before half time? Just before half time. Yeah, Golo Kante was the other mm-hmm. chance. Rob, wasn't it? Two two big chances that, yeah. that I made a note of. That it's like, well, these are these are big game moments. changes, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and and of course the debate afterwards on the on the TV shows and stuff is about the team. And the inability for Chelsea to score goals, it's been a problem mm. they've had for a long period of time now. Yeah. Team selection, Rob, I know Frank was defensive in his interview. Yeah. Then, well, for 60 minutes, I thought it we looked pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just when you have got Sterling, Felix and, and Mudrik, I suppose, on the bench yeah. and, you, and you're playing Conor Gallagher and Angola Kante mm. in those, in those yeah. posi- high right. positions. I understand why when you want to win the ball back and you want to pressure and press, those two are really good at that. And that kind of worked out. But ultimately, you got a score. And, mm-hmm. you know, is there enough goal scorers in that lineup? And, and you could yeah. argue that there's not. And uh, I know changes were made later on. Yeah. But those three players came in. Did you, what would you say about that, Rob, about the lineup and picking uh, Kante in a, in a, in a, in a, basically in a, in a goal scoring position? Yeah. I, I, I probably understood it because I think, you know, Frank's scratching at the moment, Robbie, you know, three straight defeats before this game. But in all honesty, the reality was it didn't work. The, the reality was it didn't yeah. work because it works if, if, they, if they do that. So what, what he bought, I thought, was Premier League hustle. Conor Gallagher, good energy, yeah. good legs. In yeah. County, good year. But Real Madrid are better than, than Premier League hustle and they'll find a way, Rob. And if you don't take your chances and if Kukurea doesn't take the chance, yeah. then, you know, it, it's OK because... You've got you're right. You've got Mudrik, you had Sterling, you had Felix, you had Mount, you had Pulisic all on the bench. Who yeah, goal scorers? Yeah. So yeah. what he what he what he put in? I, I made my note was he he's gone for hurrying, yeah, energy and, and energy against control and creativity. He's lost some creativity and control that you'll get from the real number tens or, or two eights who can go forward and, and, and make it happen and. They didn't score a goal again, Rob. You know, so the, the age-old problem is there. That, however, he, he fits it up, and, and he might argue that have, you know Felix has been playing and Mudrick's been playing, and, and Mudrick came and missed a chance even though he was offside. But maybe his argument is, well, they aren't scoring anyway, yeah. so this kept us in the game for sixty minutes. And I kind of get it. 
but it failed. The, you know, we have to say at the end of the day that the project failed. It didn't work. They didn't win. They didn't get goal. Mm. And and that's the that's the the damning um, indictment on, on the group that this this group of eight hundred million dollars worth of talent spent and has won the Champions League not that long ago is is miles away from from getting back to the, the, those positions right now. If you and your grandma don't speak the same language, it can be hard to express your love for her. McDonald's can help. To celebrate the launch of the new Grandma McFlurry, McDonald's is inviting fans to visit sweetconnections.ai, where you can record a video message for grandma that's translated into her native language. The tech will clone your voice, reanimate your face, and translate your words so that you look like you're speaking another language. Check out sweetconnections.ai, then get a Grandma McFlurry at McDonald's. Available for a limited time at participating McDonald's. Select languages available. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. So we know that Chelsea Football Club, Rob, are interviewing mm-hmm. managers like as we speak, probably. Yeah. And they have yeah. done. They've spoke to Nangelsman. Yeah. Luis Enrique apparently is distancing himself, distancing himself from yeah. it a little bit. Um, the question now becomes with this result. It does go on Frank Lampard. And I think he's lost the four, isn't it? Four out of four he's lost four now. Four straight I mean, losses, yeah. Two against Real Madrid. I mean, yeah. it's not easy, of course. But that was the, that was the hope that Frank Lampard could somehow galvanize yeah. the fans, the players, to pull out something that was unexpected. Mm. That hasn't happened. No. Now, for me, for me, go and find the next manager and, and get him in position as soon as possible. And I'll tell you for why, Rob, because we all know that the way that Todd Bowley and Clear Lake went on a crazy spending spree yeah. when they first got, took over this football club is now a massive problem. Number one, They've got and and it was who was it was talking about it the the, the amount of players oh it's Thiago Silva after the game Rob, yeah yeah mate, yeah I mean, very a, interesting a bit, a interview bit more like it? listening to Bernardo yeah. Silva was informative yeah. listening to Thiago Silva was really informative Absolutely. basically saying everything that most mm. people are saying too many new players are coming in too many people like yeah. to expand the blooming locker room <laughs> yes, to fit yeah. the extra players in and he, and he said the same yeah. thing players aren't playing they asked to stop I mean this is yeah. Thiago Silva saying mm. that so that the issue of bringing all those guys in to make it bigger the 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 the, the worrying thing that maybe aren't that, that some of them are not that great yeah. and now on the back of no no European football revenue for next year we know he spent a ton of money we know they've made losses before that they're going to be in financial fair play situations yeah. where they got to sell yeah. a lot of their players and yeah. it works better financially if they sell the homegrown players yeah the English yeah so the, so the, the Mason Mounts the Loftus Gallagher's team, the yeah, Gallagher's of this team, world yeah. now, some yeah. of those players particularly Mason Mount yeah. is a, is, is a player for me that yeah. you just don't why would you ever Mm. you should try he's a brilliant player he's a great age he loves the club been there forever and yet it looks like he's going to go there's yeah. so much of that that's wrong so all, all I'm saying is on the manager get somebody in place and I know they're right might be a Real Madrid position but get somebody who wants to manage Chelsea and get him in now Rob because he's between now and the end of the season yeah. when they've got to sell players the new manager can just say well him 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 and him don't get rid of him don't get rid of Mount or don't get rid of Gallagher, but get rid of Havertz or get rid of whoever it is. And, and if you bring in somebody in the summer, that becomes a rush process yeah. that, that, that's going to be difficult. Well, so, Do you realistically think, though, Rob, I just don't think, and I, and I don't disagree at all with, with the, your, your viewpoint and, and the plan of action. Right. What I do think is that this won't happen between Why? now and the end of the season. Why? Why? Um, 
Because I don't think it's the way this guy, who that this club will, will run it. And I think they'll feel like, let's keep Frank till the end of the season. And then we'll do we'll do the swap over when the season's done. And I'm with you. Listen, I'm not saying what I would do. I'm saying what I think will happen. And that's another six-week period gone. That's another six weeks of not making decisions. Another six weeks. Let me, let me just paint you a little scenario that, that is not great for Chelsea fans. So, I'm Mudrick. I'm on... 150 grand a week, let's say. And then you want to sell me and somebody wants to pay me 100 grand a week. Guess what? I ain't going. And then I'm Pulisic and they, they, want, to, they want 50 million for you. And the team who want to buy you want to pay 30 million for you. And your wages are getting cut. Guess what? I ain't going. And, and, and I, I, I can make a list of players, Rob, who are better being at Chelsea not playing than being somewhere else playing and not and not earning the salary and and some and some agents and some players will, will be like no I'm good I'm okay thanks I'll, I'll sit here. I've got a four year contract some I've got a five year contract I've got a Six, seven, seven year eight, contract nine. I think there's a nine yeah, yeah. I mean that that's the re- the reality Rob is that's where we're at and so if even if my my sense would be like you okay Frank we came in for that honeymoon the the lift hasn't worked no we you know you're still a legend here at the football club yeah. you had a great try thanks very much. Nagelsmann in, you come. Have a look at it. Who do you like? Who don't you like? What system are we well, playing? That's who, what should happen. Who fits? Who doesn't? Exactly what should happen. I, I, I have no belief. I have no confidence that this will happen, that we'll have another manager in that seat before the summer, Rob. I don't think mm. anything will happen for the summer. Well, that's going to be difficult. That, that's going to be difficult. To of course try it's going to be difficult. But it, it, makes, it, it makes him... I mean, the, the problem is that somebody comes in now. We, this guy's mm. got to make some very instant decisions, like who are the ones to go, who are the ones to stay, almost without having a look at them. Almost well, in, the, in the summer, if the manager yeah. comes... Yeah, yeah, I know. I know that's yeah. the whole point, bringing him in now. And, and there's people available, that are, that are available, out of, out of work, high-profile people. I think Pochettino was a recent one today they were interviewing. So there's people there that aren't ready to go straight away. So that's... I've, got, I've got a question for you, mate, because it's kind mm. of one of those that, that I want you to take your time on it and I want you to give it the proper thought because I'm, I'm really interested in your answer. So Chelsea squad as it is sitting today, you know, we're out of the Champions League, we've got nothing to go for, but the squad of players, and I'm talking everybody, and then you can do your cutting and whatever you want further down the right line. So that, that scenario one that I want you to think of. Scenario two is the group that Eddie Howe took over or the group that Newcastle are now in terms of player quality and squad. Just hold that one. And then the second, the, the, the second comparison is Manchester United. The group that Ten Hag uh, um, took on and the group where they are now. So he's brought some in. He's starting to show his route. Who's got the better squad of all those three teams? Chelsea. Let me let me give you my answer. Yeah, Chelsea. I, I'd probably say Chelsea, but 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 I'm not by a ton. And I don't no, know what you maybe mean. Not, maybe not by a ton. Some of these players what, have overvalued. What I would say, Rob, is overpaid a lot of them. Yeah, if you look where what Eddie's done with Newcastle in one year. Yeah. What I'm trying to say for Chelsea ah. fans, if if the right appointment comes in. Mm. And things, there's a group there that's workable. I'm not saying, you know, we all know the centre-forward position is the centre-forward position. That's got to be dealt with. But I'm not saying, in terms of Fafana and, and, and Kante and, and Thiago Silva and Reese James and Chilwell and, and Enzo and Kovacic and Pulisic and Felix and, mm. you know, I'm not saying they're all play. I'm not. I'm not saying they're all on top of the game. I'm not saying they're all going to yeah. come good. But what I'm just saying, Rob, in 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 basic, that isn't a bad group of footballers for no. somebody with talent yeah. to yeah. go in and, and manage. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, we all know that there's a striker issue there. Yeah. You know that they need a, they need a regular scorer. But but even that, Rob, that's not everything. We know now that all the other good sides at the top of the Premier League mm. score goals from wingers, and they got yeah. plenty of wingers. They're still not scoring goals. It's not mm. as easy as saying it. And I don't like it when it's like. Well, yeah, we know they need a centre-forward in the ideal world. Most great teams have got one, but you can still have other people contributing and scoring goals. They're not even doing that. So it's a bigger thing. It's a bigger picture of the, of the whole club, the team, is why they're not, not performing. Another random one, Rob, before we move on, right? And this is something that is a few days old now, this in terms of news story. Todd Bowley, yeah. um, I think it was after the Brighton game, goes into the dressing room yeah. and, and speaks to the players. Mm. Now, 
that that brings up the immediate question: Should a owner go into to the manager's realm, go into the dressing room, mm. and say what he wants to say to the group of players? And what's interesting, Rob, before your answer, I know the answer from Frank Lampard. He was asked a question. I know his yeah. answer, and yeah. it's interesting because you know, I guess what we both do is we 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 check you know in between. Well, when I work yeah. out, I put all the yeah. videos on from YouTube mm. and different managers and stuff like that. And I saw a comment from a, from a legendary Premier League manager, w- which was very different to Frank's response. So I'll he let didn't you... didn't like it. So the other manager didn't like it. I'll tell, uh, you, you answer first and I'll tell you what, what he said. Okay. Um, so, so putting all my cards on the table, I played at a club at, at Wimbledon that was a little bit maybe weird mm. and, and, and crazy at times. And we had an owner called Samaman who would sit in the dressing room with you would sit during team mm. talks, would come in after. <laughs> Sam had a great way. So say I was picking up you from a corner and you scored the corner, he'd come into the dressing room after and he'd, and he'd go make a big thing of looking on the board and he'd, he'd, he'd look at me and then he'd really? look at the board as if, yeah, I mean, you, you weren't getting away with it. So I'm, that was what was the norm. Sam and Man was in the dressing room. It was his club. That's how he felt. He wanted to connect with the players. And it was, it was a different time. It was a different, he's a different personality. I don't think part of an owner going in a, in a, in a dressing room is, is all that bad because sometimes you can argue, like, oh, we never seen, we don't know what to think, whatever. Mm. But you can be too friendly, you can be too pally, you can be too, there can be messages that are mixed. I'm not quite sure it's the right environment. I think you employ a guy to do that job for you. So mm. I don't like that it seems a bit continual and it's kind of the, the, the thread. And now, with, you know, TV cameras are w- waiting for him, watching him Rob, walking over the pitch and, and going in, which I, I don't particularly like. But I don't think Frank's in a position where he can say what he likes or what he doesn't like. He's on <laughs> t- caretaker role for however many games from here to the end of the season. So, mm. um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit in between on that one. I'm not, I'm not over as strong as, as some are because it's something I've known and it became the norm with, with me. Um, but this is a guy who at the moment, Rob, everything he does is, is under scrutiny. And I don't think it's helpful I don't think it's helpful for the situation that the club are in at the moment for this to be another story that, at the moment, everybody's finding a way to, 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 to smack Chelsea and this is just another another way of doing it. Well, for those who didn't see it, Frank, Frank basically said, yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. Again, yeah. he's probably going to say that. You know, he's the owner yeah. of the club. If he wants to come in and, you know, so but understandable. Um, the other person, Rob, was Arsene Wenger and he was uh-huh. asked the same question. Mm-hmm. And his answer was totally different um yeah there's no place in the dressing room for the owner in fact he said i have it in my contract before i take a job it's in my <laughs> contract that the owner is not involved in team selection mm. or, or or into the dressing room to talk mm. to the players and some of the reasons he gave um you know what, what if players start to think they can have relationships with the with the owner and they might go behind the manager's back? What if the the the, the top bowler comes and I in? I would say some do, Rob. Absolutely. Well, yeah, this is not which yeah. is which. I, yours is a really interesting one, Rob, because yeah, it's only the trust of it's only because that Wimbledon dressing room was. Yeah, you could go to Sam and Mam and say, you know what, it's Gaffer. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's, he would, yeah. So because he has a relationship with you, because he's because he's in there a lot. Yeah. So Veng would say that's incredibly dangerous. Mm. And also, if he comes in there and says says a few words, they go out the next week and, and win. He might want to come in all the time. It's just <laughs> yeah. not. It's just, he just said it's not mm. something. You know, I just thought it was interesting. You got you at Lampard saying, well, yeah, you know, what? Okay, and, yeah. and an experienced guy is like, no chance. So well, there's I, also I, some owners, Rob, and, and it's interesting, just, just without labelling the point before we move on um, on the Champions League, just that there'd be some owners who wouldn't... Abramovich would never have that issue because he, would, he, he wouldn't he want to. No. He wouldn't want to go down there. It's not, you know, you hardly ever saw him do an interview, never mind anything else. We've seen more of Todd Bowley in the last in 12 months he's been at the football club than we saw... Abramovich yeah. over his old era and heard more from him. Mm. Yeah, we uh, just to finish it up, mate. Mike, we had a chairman, Steve Gibson, who's a, a legendary chairman owner yeah. at Middlesbrough, and there was one occasion he got involved, Rob, and, and it was a, it was not in the dressing room. It was a meeting like the Monday, Tuesday afterwards, basically trying to pull us all together because we were in a disaster, bottom of the Premier League table, or there was yeah. fighting or something going on. So that's one time in twelve years that okay. that, that, that he yeah. came in. So just to give you a little um, insight, yeah. to, and, and no other manager and in, 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 uh, owner in my eighteen twenty years did it. So 
yeah, interesting. Just an interesting thing that, that popped up. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, let's move it on. Should we just talk about the other games in the Champions League? Because uh, yeah. there was a couple of other interesting games, wasn't there? Um, Napoli and AC Milan. Yeah. Advanced, uh, Napoli advanced 2-1. 1-1 uh, one, one on the night. 1-0 from the first leg for AC Milan to advance over yeah. Napoli, which was some big surprise, really, when you think how, how well Napoli and how far they, they were ahead in, in the league and, you know, even 1-0 down from the first leg. You probably thought that they'd come back. Oshiman was back in the team. Mm. Um, you know, so a lot of positives for a, a Napoli team that's been one of the stories of the season in European football. Um, but credit again to, to AC Milan and, and Olivier Giroud and, and, you know, good old names, Leal and, and, and players we've seen in the in the tournament uh, in the early stages, AC Milan, I think it's their first semi final for sixteen years, mate. You know, which is, you know a team mm. as, as great as they've been, the team that used mm. to win it most regularly, probably when we were growing up. Um, yeah, uh, back yeah. into a good time. Yeah, they are. Um, I mean, if you're Napoli, Rob, the season they're having under Spalletti, the way that they they're being, yeah. they are the best being a, the best team in Italian football mm. to go out at this stage. Must be incredibly disappointing for them. I mean, they pushed yeah. and pushed and pushed and pushed, yeah. and Milan, um, you know, for the most part, stayed behind the ball. The Rafael Leal run for the goal yeah. was, was special. It? it was absolutely yeah. special. Um, you know, he also Leal got the penalty didn't he, that, that Giroud missed the penalty. Yeah, he missed the penalty. The game, didn't he? But Leal's run to, yeah. to pull the ball yeah. back for him to score the goal was was pretty amazing. And just think from Napoli's point of view, they missed a penalty as well. Mm. Um, we know we know about Osman, but the other player that's a star player with an incredibly difficult name to pronounce, which I will yeah. try. Yeah. Kvarsis Shelia. Shelia. Yeah, I think it's a Georgian, right. isn't he? International. Brilliant yeah. winger. Brilliant winger. Yeah. Goal-scoring winger. Missed the penalty that would have given them the boost maybe to go on and force extra time or something. But But the... No, I mean, it's... The, the Milan story is is a great one. I went mm. back, Rob, and looked at the um, the team that, that last got to the semi final. It was an Ancelotti side. Yeah, um, they won the tournament that year. They beat Liverpool uh, in the final that year, and it's the team of players like Maldini, Nesta, Seedorf, Gattuso, Perlo, yeah. Kaká, Filippo, and Zaghi. So it, it, AC Milan, I think they're the second most, Rob. I think Real Madrid have the most Champions League mm. or, or the the. the you know, European Cup as it was. Yeah. AC Milan is second, I think, on seven. Mm. So this is a giant team with amazing history that haven't been at those levels of that team for a long, long period of time, but now go into, um, you know, a semi-final against Inter Milan at San Siro over two legs. It's going to be great for Italian yeah. football. Fair yeah, play yeah. to them. Yeah. But I just think Napoli, God blind, you know, this this has been such a good side. Yeah, you just wonder if this could be the breakup of them, Rob, as well. You well, know, there's the, players the might go. There's a talk in the one or two Offerman. I think there's a few Premier League clubs, probably including Chelsea, who are, who are interested in him and Man United. So, um, yeah, it would be a shame. And, and obviously, it would have been nice to see a great old club like Napoli back into it. But certainly, a Milan derby um, sort of mouth-watering uh, prospect ahead. When we think of yeah, Inter Milan uh, making it through past Benfica as well, three three on the night, real uh, dramatic game. 
uh, into 3-1 up, Benfica getting it back to 3-3, but the two-goal two advantage from the first leg, enough to see into three when we get this this incredible um, semi-final at the San Siro. Mm. Yeah, and it's going to be, it's, uh, I mean, this stage of competition, all the games are good, you know, yeah. and it, it's, you know, we, we sit here on the Thursday and we try and, we try and take it all in. But when you think about the two semifinals, Rob, I mean, I, I think that the Italian, the, the, the all Milan mm. final is, is semifinal is pretty amazing, really, when yeah, you consider those two clubs playing, yeah. playing the same stadium, the San yeah. Siro Stadium, Giuseppe Miazza, I think is the official name for the stadium. Um, and not doing so great in Serie A, mm. certainly Milan right now. Um, but no, we'll see. One, there's going to be one team from Serie A in the final of the Champions League. And, and the other one, of course, that we've talked about in terms of Real Madrid and, and Man City, yeah. would, were, are going to be, they are going to be the favourite. Whoever wins that is going to be the favourite. So, you know, that, that's, the, that's the one that, of course, I'll be quickest mm. to watch, given how great both teams are, and, and particularly for us following the Premier League. Yeah. You know, Man City are the mm. team this year, and we know they're in a, an amazing tussle at the top of the Premier League tight with Arsenal for that. Yeah. But this chance now, i, I got to think that the all, and not just the, the fans or the manager or the players or us lot or anybody else, surely, you know, is the best chance for them, Rob, to, to win this, this championship. Isn't yeah. It? For sure. Uh, two great games to look forward to, mm. two great occasions, uh, massive clubs, and, and you know maybe this might be City's year. Just before we move on for the Champions League, mate, I've just, some of this just um, caught my thought, and it was a note I'd made, and it was interesting, and I know Chelsea fans might have had enough of us sort of giving them advice or what's going on looking from the outside. But it, 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 it just came back to me at the end of the game where uh, at Chelsea, um, Stamford Bridge midweek, and Angelotti and, and Frank hugged and obviously I think Frank played under him and they'd, they'd won uh, competitions, etc. And part of me was just looking at Chelsea and saying, right now, Rob, wouldn't Angelotti just be a calming influence? <laughs> who for two years, there was talk in there that he might be leaving Madrid and going to Brazil, Brazil. national team, other places. And, and it just struck me that thought, right now what this Chelsea needs, right now what this Chelsea owner needs is somebody like an Angelotti. Can go in, can get hold of the football club, can organise it, can get a team that can certainly find goals. Can just, and he's just got a presence about him, Rob, a calming presence, because everything seems like it's everywhere with Chelsea at the moment. It, it, yeah. It's boiling out of control. And I just thought, what a great, what a great guy this Angelotti is. He's, he's, just, he's just such a lovely, cool man. He, he had a lovely shot of him kissing... Um, Rodrigo, after the end of the game, he says, uh, you know, I give him a hug, but I have to give him a kiss when he scores goals. All right. mm. Almost feel mm. that's what Chelsea need to take the next step for a couple of years to get that club back in shape. And then who, who knows who can take it on? But mm. just a thought. No, it's, it's, I, 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 I absolutely know where you're coming from. I just, I'm, I just feel, Rob, that it needs somebody else. I, I think it needs a, a totally fresh, mm. hungry, you know, like a, like a manager on the up, like a Nanglesman. Yeah. I mean, I guess a Pochettino is more in the mould of Ancelotti that's chilled. And, yeah. But I, but I don't know. I think they need a progressive coach who's going to really work with this young group to try and max their, uh, reach their mm. max. But um, no, no, it's amazing competition. And Ancelotti, I mean, he's a legend. He's an absolute legend. Brilliant. Absolutely. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard. The perfecter of the patio and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. This Black Music Month, State Farm wants to take a moment to recognize the undeniable cultural influence of black musicians, composers, singers, and songwriters. From folk music to rock and roll, jazz, and more, Black culture has shaped almost every genre of music that exists today. Join State Farm in celebrating this month and beyond. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Let's talk about um, some Europa League football, Europa and Europa League conference. Uh, let's start with the Europa League, because Manchester United got themselves 2-0 in the first leg, ended up 
2-2 going to Sevilla, and we know how difficult that can be. A Sevilla team mm. won the competition six times. Um, got a brilliant record at, at home in the competition. I think the 26 games, 23 wins. So it was never going to be easy for Manchester United. But I don't think we, or I don't think United fans, or I don't think Eric Ten Hag thought we'd end up a 3-0 defeat, a 5-2 aggregate, and Manchester United dumped out of the Europa League. Mm. No, I don't think so. Um, no, see, I didn't see all of this when I had to pop yeah. out today. So I, I saw the goals and I, mm. you know, and, and the stories and stuff like that. Shocking kind of result. I mean, yeah. I, I, and they would have known what that stadium's like. Well, I should have done in, yeah. in, in Sevilla yeah. and the atmosphere and the uh, with the the scarfs and everything else. Mm. I mean, and they're a good side. They're a good side with a good manager. Yeah. Um. Of course, United will go to the goals conceded. Um, I immediately think of the first goal and the third goal, Rob. And David yeah. De Gea, who I, I think has had a, a pretty good season with some of the yeah. saves that he's made, is not the best with his feet and with decision-making. Yeah. And, you know, Maguire will probably get a lot of criticism for yeah. not, you know, it's off his pass that they get him for the yeah, first goal. But yeah. how much of it, Rob, was mm. do you put on that De Gea, his decision to bobble, to bobble <laughs> the ball into Maguire? Yeah, I mean, for the for the reason, the two reasons I, I put more blame on, on De Gea is one is that as a goalkeeper, when you're looking on pitch, you've got the full picture, Rob. You can see mm. who's closing from behind, who's coming from the sides, where the danger might be coming from. So I just think in those situations, away from home, in that atmosphere, at the stage of the game, what's the most beneficial thing to do to me it'd be get it up the pitch and and and, and not take the risk the same thing also robin and we've all been in teams where sometimes you've got a teammate who's not having the greatest time or something i just think know your players as well i'm not sure that harry Maguire really wants that ball there mm. and he's, I think in a, he's in a difficult position he's in a difficult I, I, position I he hasn't i don't think he's checked his shoulder i don't think he knows what's on i think as you roll it into him i can sort of almost see people converging on him I just thought it was it's a tough one for Maguire in that situation. I could, I could as a goalkeeper, as De Gea, I think I can get him out of this. I can, I can allow him not to have to deal with this issue. And and one of my old managers used to say that, that if you think you're, you're passing a problem, don't make the pass. And I think he was passing a problem onto Maguire, mm. and there was a problem that Maguire couldn't solve. Mm. And I think it would it could have been easier if he'd have gone long and mm. and, and and saved Maguire. You know, I'm sure. He's going to get sick. I mean, it's really funny, Rob, and, and I don't want to go too deep into it because obviously, I mean, Harry Maguire's a current Manchester United captain and an England um, player and, and, and has played very well for England recently in, in, in tournaments. But we were just talking very casually off air, weren't we? Um, I think it was at the weekend or, or last week, last week or so, just about Harry Maguire and him coming back in the team and how difficult it must be for him, mm. you know, on a on a week by week basis playing games, not being you know, the star that maybe he, he he thought he was going to be the captain of the football club. How his mental health and he's admitted it has, has been affected by it. It's it's just such a you know there's so many great things about being a professional footballer and and it's it's, it's you know we'd all give a right arm to to do it and we were fortunate to play. But, but being Harry Maguire right now must be a bit of a difficult thing. I, I, I said, Rob, sometimes, mm. can you imagine he goes down to the, to the petrol station to, to fill his car, he goes shopping with the kids, he, go, he pops out to the cinema, or in everyday life, I'm sure he's always got his neck on turn and, and worrying about what people are saying or mm. reaction to him. It, mm. it, it's, it, it's a tough thing for a player. I don't care where he's from, how much money he earns, or how, how big the transfer fee He's in a difficult spot at the moment. He is. And I, I think I remember the conversation we had, Rob, and it's like you, you, you try and put yourself into his shoes, right? Mm. Now, if I put myself into his shoes, you're right. All that stuff's coming. Yeah. He, he will have to have had or he, he will have to find a way to deal with it. You have to find a, a mechanism, you know, the, 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 to try and get through it because it must yeah. be an absolute nightmare when, when everywhere you go. But But – you know, his mindset will have, have found a way to deal with it. And I, and I, I mean, hope Social media is unrelenting, has. isn't it? And, yeah. and I mean, he's a target before he kicks a ball and then, you know, something happens that he's involved yeah. in. He's going to be more and more yeah. uh, of a target. So it's yeah. just another side to the game that, you know, sometimes people maybe don't think about and, and it's difficult. And yeah, He's you know, a human being. He's, he's, yeah. he's just a bloke yeah. like everybody else knows on the, you so know, he's just a normal, 
a normal human. Um, but that, yeah, I agree. I, I just think De Gea thought he could just pop it off, and he yeah. couldn't. The yeah. angle wasn't there. Because yeah, that there, happens yeah. all the time where a goalie rolls yeah. it in there, and you just pop it off to one of the fullbacks, and you play out. That wasn't on the album yeah. at all. And De Gea as well for the third goal, Rob. Yeah, you know, bad coming mistake. out. Yeah. It's a bad yeah, mistake. Really it's, uh, it's it one of those, Rob, night. today. I was watching the game. I know you, you were uh, popping in and out. But it, it was one of those days, and it, it leads to a conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago about when Man United are good and the football's good, it's great. When things aren't going well, there's still a bit of a glitch with United. You don't quite know how to deal with that. And, and the, what happens in the end is they make mistakes and give away goals. We saw it with Man United. We've seen it early in the season. It's something that Ten Hag's going to have to address, mate. Yeah, he is. And listen, you know, it, it seems like we can go from one game to another game. Mm. I really enjoyed United and Manchester United yeah. in the last game. The way that the width that they play with and some of the, the, the front players are starting to feel, you know, Anthony looks more comfortable. But they're not finished yet. They're nowhere yeah. near finished yet. We all know that. And that's a difficult tie against Sevilla. that has got a great history in this, this tournament. A difficult second leg there. They're nowhere near where they need to be, but there's signs. There's signs. And I always yeah. say with a, with a manager, I just want to see it. I want to see yeah. what he's trying to do. And I think we've seen that from Ten Hag, but there's a lot of pieces. He hasn't got his best central defenders. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't got them today. And De Gea sometimes makes these errors. You know, another, you know, it was just a difficult night. Every time when I saw, I saw the, the highlights and, and bits of the game, when I'm out and about, I got out my phone and I'm trying to watch it. It looked like they got they got they were getting nowhere. So well, no Bruno, Rob, Rob, which oh, actually, suspended, suspended, yeah, suspended. They yeah. missed him a little bit more maybe than I thought as yeah. well. Just a little bit of midfield control yeah, he's wasn't brilliant quite player, the same. Yeah, with uh, Ericsson and Casemiro, but yeah, work for Ten Hag. Obviously, really disappointed. Um, they've got to get themselves right for the weekend uh, FA Cup semi final against a very good Brighton team, mm. uh, which won't be easy. Let's move on to the other European game before we just wrap things up, mate. That was West Ham in the European Conference League. 1-1 with Ghent from the first leg. Uh, really good 4-1 win at home. Another David Moyes. When he seems to be in trouble, he finds a way. And Michael Antonio, uh, Pacatoro, Declan Rice got a really nice goal running distance and scoring and maybe answering Mosley, Roy Keane and Graham Sooners. Not enough goals, not enough productivity. Yeah. Maybe maybe that helps. And, and Antonio got a second for a 5-2 aggregate. So mm. West Ham advance in the competition and... I think we've spoke about David Moyes, haven't we? He's a survivor, mate, and, and he's come out with another good result. And it's um, West Ham VAZ Altmore now in the Conference yep. League semi-final, May 11th and May the 18th. So um, just as we're heading towards the conclusion of the uh, Premier League, you'd like to think from West Ham's point of view, they might have won a couple of games by then and got themselves open. and can kind of go into that and, and enjoy yeah. it and look forward to it rather than going into yeah. game games, but worrying in between that they're still fighting for the life at the bottom end of yeah. the table. Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to be right in the Premier League. Mm. Um, you know, we, 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 we weren't on the same page with whether David Moyes is going to stay yeah. there. I, I, I made the point where if he wins this competition that gets him into the Europa League next year, yeah. uh, granted it's been a disappointing season, but I think he'll stay on and, and you were just a bit, mm, I'm not sure he will, yeah. with other good managers available. Um, we'll see, mate. We'll see. But yeah. that's a great, you know, that's a, that's a great result. You know, anytime yeah. you win at home, at this stage of European competition, it's a feel-good factor for the players, yeah. squad, for the manager, for the fans. Believe again in David Moyes. Semi-final of a, you know, it's not... It, yeah. Yeah. And probably yeah. good, good numbers again in the, in, in the stadium and all exactly. that. You know, the West Ham yeah. fans will turn out. So, yeah, it's a great competition. Yeah. And like you say, if they can address a bit of Premier League form before that, they can really enjoy those two games against Altmore mm. in the semi-final. Okay. Uh, just one more game we, we, just to talk on. We'll go back to Premier League, mate. It was on Monday night. Uh, Danny and I were doing uh, Leeds v Liverpool. You know, a, a huge game for Leeds in terms of where they're at. And David Ornstein had told us before the game, Rob, that the San Francisco 49ers, who were looking to invest in the club, but that's all reliant on, on them being um, in the Premier League. And if, he, if the Premier League goes, maybe they go, the investment goes, the stadium doesn't get done new months. So, there's a lot riding on, on Leeds having to, to come good and stay in the Premier League. And I have to say the performance, Rob, for a team who've just got beat 5-1 by Crystal Palace a week before, to, to get beat 6-1, it could have been 10, to be honest, hmm. um, in, this, in the second half. There's, there's, there's alarm bells ringing at Ellen Road, my friend. Alarm bells. Because I think I said on, on the day to, to Anna and Daniels there, there ain't much to hang your hat on right now with Leeds. You know, some teams you think defensively not bad and, and, and Gary O'Neill's got organisation and we might nick a goal through Brian Johnson at Forest or whatever. And I look at Leeds, Rob. There ain't too many bits that are really working that well. Well, 
The it's funny because again, this is a long turn into a long podcast, Rob, and, and there's quite a lot to, to there's quite a lot I could talk about in this game. And we got I think I have Leeds this weekend. Yeah, yeah, Leeds are at Fulham first game on Saturday morning. I'm just preparing for that now. Um, they've scored goals, Rob. They've yeah, they have goals. goals. They've scored more goals. They're second, the second most goals down there in in, in the bottom half. They've, the scored bottom more, half the they've, scored, they've scored more goals in Chelsea. Yeah, they've got. That's ten more. They've got ten more goals in Chelsea. Defensively, they've been a, they've been a disaster, and they've been a disaster for a long period of time. And the Jesse the, the Bielsa thing was conceding too many goals. Mm. Jesse March helped a little bit, conceding too many goals. Gracia's come in, and we know yeah. that there's from the, the young players there, and there's the signings in the attacking areas. I kind of like them, bad, but they're yeah. young. Yeah. But they're young, and 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 the the concern was, and I watched a press conference of Gracia was asked, "What well, your team's just collapsed twice? Yeah. Yeah. They conceded a goal, and they collapsed." That's and he and he, he had he had he didn't he have any answers to say, for did he? No, no he, because he, it's, he it's the shell shocked. The same. The, the, well, the back four is not good enough. Well, no, we well, said that. We said yeah, that. Individual. But then you've got to organise him. You've got to create a unit, and you've got to just work to. You know, it, it just doesn't seem like it's there, mate. The goalkeeper at times is you know, make some good saves. I know he's a young goalkeeper, but right at this moment, he, he's having it's a difficult period for him. Yeah, with with, with what's going on. Um, yeah, this, this is this is they're in they're in in serious trouble, mate. They're one of two teams, Southampton being the other, Rob, that have yeah. that, that have absolutely gone all in on youth, yeah. absolutely gone all in with their transfer policy in summer and in January in youth, and bringing young players into the club with the thought that let's get the future stars early, mm. we'll we'll build them into a team. Yeah, and I get and I get it, but but you know Southampton Leeds United right now. It, it, you know, on the other side of that would be would be Fulham. Fulham brought in some experience, yeah. and Andres Pereira yeah. and Willian and a couple of others. Again, I think mm-hmm. I have Fulham this weekend. Well, Fulham are playing Fulham, aren't they? You know, there's a few other players they brought in, right? Well, Premier, Fulham, Premier yeah. League experience. Yeah, um, Pereira didn't they? They got, Pereira brought in brought Chris, uh, Chris Ward in, and yeah, Bert Leno, the goalkeeper's Leno, got experience. Yeah. You know, Willian. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So Palina is an experienced midfield player. So they just didn't go with it. They they didn't go with the same philosophy. Anyway, the Leeds have got problems. But just quickly on Liverpool, Rob, before we wrap up, mm. and I know it's Leeds United, and I know they're not very good defensively. But Liverpool were different. Yeah. Liverpool were different. And Trent. how about if I mean Trent? Trent is. I mean, how about finally Jurgen mm. Klopp making a big tactical switch? And, and, and if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. The Man City style yeah. with the fullback going into the middle of the park is mm. tailor-made for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, absolutely. He looked absolutely world-class with yeah. his passing. His passing is – there aren't many better it, around. He's a creative force that they don't have in midfield. Right. And then you, you, you're forcing Canate to go up yeah. there and defend yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, that works better mm. than Trent. He will get in there when he has to under sustained yeah. pressure or drop back into a four. But I just liked it. Mm. Jurgen Klopp thought it was the best performance. Again, they, they were so controlled with, with Trent pulling the strings, making yeah. assisting passes for goals, the, and the front players getting goals. I mean, they, they were very, very, very good Liverpool. And, yeah. you know, my, my, one of my best buddies is a Liverpool fan, and he's like, come on, we, we, you know, we can get back in the top four. I said, <laughs> I don't think you can. Yeah, I think you've left yeah. it a little bit yeah. too late. But that was better. Start, that yeah, was better and, and, and what, you know, I think a bit like we've talked at Chelsea, I think with, with Liverpool and whether European football have some... Uh, caliber is what they want. I almost think they'd be better off out of it for one year and concentrate on getting themselves back in shape. But from yeah. now to the end of the season, Robin, and, and yeah. we, we talked about it, this is a chance to 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 work some of those things out to start getting yourself ready. So once we at August next next season, they're yeah. flying and ready to go with a shape yeah. and with in a, a different shape. Helps them in midfield. You know. Helps them defensively. Mm-hmm. Helps them in in yeah. Many. I just yeah. a little surprised they didn't try it earlier. And it is Leeds United. But yeah. it's something for, for everybody to watch in terms of Liverpool. Are they going to do this, you know, four to a three and all that kind yeah. of stuff? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting stuff from uh, Liverpool. Uh, what's your mate? Another great week of uh, European football. We had a bit of a mixed bag this midweek. If you think Man City win, so they face the mighty Madrid. Chelsea lose and continue to crumble. Manchester United got a mauling in Seville while the Hammers hammered Ghent to go through look out for our next podcast that's going to be on Sunday that's April the 23rd when we'll review match week 32 of the Premier League and look back at both semi-finals in the FA Cup where Manchester City take on Sheffield United Manchester United have a tough game now against Brighton having lost and dumped out of the Europa League but for now I'm Earl he's Musty together with the two Robbies thanks for watching and listening be safe stay healthy it's a good night for me 
and it's good night from him. Good night. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.